Welcome to the Loving Wellness Podcast, your compass to embracing a holistic approach to health, one that extends love not only to your body and spirit, but also ripples outward to those around you. I'm your host, Ava Nori, a registered dietitian and your wellness BFF. Together, we'll dive deep into all the ways you can practice loving wellness in your own life and tap into the healthiest, happiest, most aligned version of yourself through both solo episodes and conversations with experts in many fields. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Loving Wellness Podcast. I hope you're all having a great start to the new year. I hope you all listened to the first solo episode of the new year, which was all about manifestation and how to make your dreams a reality this year. If you haven't listened to that one, definitely go and give it a listen, kind of as a not a part two to that episode, but a follow-up. One of my New Year's goals, but also something I've just been thinking about a lot lately, implementing in my own life a lot lately, and talking about with a lot of my clients lately, is this idea of slowing down. So that's what I really wanted to talk about in this episode, is just creating a bite-sized episode on how to actually slow down, what that means, because I think that phrase of slow living and I'm going to slow down and whatever it is that gets thrown around a lot and a lot of people don't actually know how to slow down. I didn't actually know how to slow down Um, but I've been slowly implementing a lot of different things that have actually been successful in slowing my life down and helping me feel more present in my life. So that's what I really wanted to share today. So I'm going to share five tips that have really helped me slow down lately. And, you know, before I get into the tips, I really just want to touch on this idea that sometimes it's not the season of life to slow down. Like sometimes certain seasons of life call for speeding up and doing all the things. And sometimes that is necessary. Like life demands a lot of us. And then there's different seasons of life where life does kind of require us to slow down to then be able to speed up again. And especially if we're healing from something like health issues or maybe even something more emotional or mental or you're on some sort of spiritual growth journey where you really want to be present for whatever you're doing or that thing that you're trying to do, for example, healing your body, like that requires you to slow down and really minimize stress in your life. So I think that's where a lot of people are at. I think we've been in a massive state of stress as a collective lately. So a lot of us are feeling that itch to slow down. And that is where this episode comes in. And I have felt that way in my own life too lately. So that is why I've really tried to be intentional about it and implement some of these things. And I hope that this can help you too. Okay, so the first thing, and this arguably is the hardest thing to implement, but truly makes the biggest difference in your life, or at least it has for me, is saying no to whatever does not feel like a hell yes. Like whatever doesn't feel super good to say yes to, say no. Now, this sounds simple. It's like, okay, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I've heard that a hundred times before. But truly, it's so hard to actually do. And I find myself continuing to slip into this pattern of saying yes to plans that I really don't want to make or saying yes to helping someone out when I haven't even had time to help myself that day and do the things that I need to do to feel good. And it's not about just being selfish and 
cutting people out or hoarding all your time to yourself. But really, I think this comes down to just honoring yourself. And so often I feel like I would say yes to things out of a fear of letting someone down or even a fear of missing out sometimes. But this lesson has just come up for me again and again. And the lesson is to really check inside before saying yes to things and to say no, even if it feels wrong, if it feels like I am hurting the other person, it usually, and I'm not telling you to go out and hurt the people in your life, but usually it's just this people-pleasing pattern we have inside of us that we're so used to that we're, we're so afraid to break it. But have you ever had that experience where sometimes you have to cancel a plan and the other person's like, oh my God, thank God you canceled. Like, I didn't really want to go. I'm glad this all worked out. It's like, we can just save ourselves so much time and extra stress if we just don't say yes in the first place, if neither of us want to go. And if you don't want to go, chances are the other person is energetically going to feel that and probably subconsciously going to decide that they don't want to go. So it's a really funny thing. It's a lesson that's been coming up for me again and again, like I said. And this is really a huge part of slowing down for me has been slowing down my social life and just being more intentional about it. And, you know, the thing that happens when I don't do this is I become miserable during the plans. I become miserable when I have to be somewhere that I don't want to be. And it just really is an indication and feedback to me that I need to say yes to less things when that starts happening a lot in my life. So it's just a matter of listening to that feedback, which I feel like a lot of us are getting, but we aren't listening to and changing after. So that is my first tip is really to say no whenever you don't feel good about something. And it's so much easier said than done, but I promise you will feel so much better if you actually do it. And as always, that's a reminder to myself to continue to say no to things that I don't want to say yes to because it's a practice. <laughs> that's all I'll say on that. Um, so that's the first tip lesson on slowing down that's been coming up for me and really helpful for me. And the second thing that I've been doing a lot lately that I've been implementing lately, and this has honestly changed my life, is minimizing my phone use. And I recorded a whole solo episode on this. Episode 45 was on why I did a digital detox for a month. And so I literally went on no apps, didn't listen to a single podcast, didn't go on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like every social media app I did not go on for an entire month. If you want to learn more about that experience, go listen to that episode. But it was life-changing, clearly. And I realized that after I kind of went back on social media, I went on for like a couple days after and was starting to feel like shit again mentally. So Luckily, I had someone in my life to kind of reflect that back to me because I was not showing up as my best self. And before that, when I was on my social media break, I was feeling so good and feeling so present in my life and so just able to take on the day and get everything done that I wanted to get done. And I was just feeling really good. And then when I went back on social media, in a matter of a couple days, I started to feel like shit again. So... I've come up with a few different boundaries and ways of doing social media and having it in my life still where I don't have to completely 
be on a digital detox indefinitely, but I have really, really been able to tone down my phone use and social media use, and that has led to so much more presence in my life and kind of aligns with this idea of slowing down and slowing down my phone consumption. So one thing that I've been doing lately, which I have been loving, which I don't know if this is like applicable to everyone. I mean, honestly, it could be, but especially if you work on social media, you are on there for work, you're posting to promote your business or whatever it is. I decided to mute every single person I follow. So I I've muted everyone. I've muted their stories. I've muted their posts. And it's not because I don't want to see people's posts. It's because if I even see that little icon, I am so addicted that I will want to click on it and see what on is on that person's story. And so I have to just take away any and all temptations to go on and just scroll all day long. So I have been loving the muting thing because I can just go on, post what I need to post and get off. And that's just been my thing that I'm doing now. We'll see what I do in the future. We'll see where that takes me. But for now, it's been a really nice way to just not go on other people's content and scroll and not get distracted. And there's other things I've tried and also implemented. Like I have a timer on my Instagram and TikTok and I really try to only be on Instagram for like five to 10 minutes a day max. And my friend actually told me about this app blocker that you can get, which is a different app that you download and it can block your social media apps, basically meaning that you cannot get in no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try and so that is another option if you find that you're like super addicted you don't want to mute people but you really want to have a timer where you can't just click ignore timer that's something you could do um you could also delete the apps this is something i've experimented with before and that really worked for me was deleting the apps and then redownloading them when i wanted to use them again there's so many different things i mean i think we're all to a certain degree addicted to our phones and to social media maybe not all of us but a lot of us are so these are i mean it sounds kind of crazy it's like mute everyone have an app block like get a separate app to block the app but it's so addictive and it's such an energy suck so i really don't think it's that crazy but to bring it back to this idea of slowing down i think being on your phone less and less is going to allow you to slow down more and more because The phone literally puts us in fight or flight. I don't know about you, but you can feel it. Like when you're scrolling on social media all day, that is anxiety central and that is not conducive to living a slow life at all. So I really think that getting a handle, if you do have any sort of addiction or just kind of tendency to go on your phone a lot, or it's even an instinct where it's like, you have a free second. Okay. Let me go on Instagram. I have a free second, let me scroll TikTok or go on YouTube or whatever it is for you. I think that's something really to just be more mindful of and more aware of. And with time, I think that it's become super natural to not go on it so much. So it is possible. You can break the addiction and I highly recommend you try if you haven't already. Oh, and one last tip here is I have also been trying a lot lately to just take all my conversations off Instagram. So if I'm DMing with someone, it's like, I just don't want to be on the app for longer than I need to be. So I'll be like, okay, what's your number? Let's text. Obviously, don't just give your number away. But if it's someone I know and we just happen to 
only have each other on Instagram. We don't have each other's numbers. It's also a nice way to kind of get the conversation off the DMs and actually have someone's number and be able to contact them in that way. So it's kind of a win-win in my eyes. And I just really am trying to be on Instagram as little as possible. That was clearly, if you couldn't tell by me talking about Instagram and referencing it so much, that was my my vice that was like my favorite social media app I still love Instagram I still love being able to connect with you all there and post and share and promote the podcast and everything like that but there's definitely cons to it as well and there's definitely cons to social media in general okay moving on from social media and just minimizing time on the phone my third tip is to make your mornings sacred and this really I think is one of the big keys to slowing down and living a slow life. And this is something that I have been doing for, I don't know, years at this point. I have a very long morning routine that I love to do. And I have certain things, certain rituals I have in the morning that really set me up for a good day. And those things have really helped to slow me down because they're very... I've been using this word a lot, but they're very intentional. So I really, really have been loving lately getting morning sunlight. That has been a non-negotiable for me, along with my morning meditation and intention setting, which I've been doing for years. But the morning sunlight was not something I was doing for years. And I've been very into circadian biology lately. I think I talked about that in the last episode. And I've been posting a lot about it on Instagram because I'm just super passionate about the benefits for health. I think that exposing yourself to sunlight around sunrise and then again around UVA rise, which if you are listening and you're like, what the heck is that? I'm going to do a whole nother solo episode hopefully on this topic. And if not, I want to bring on a guest to talk about this. So we will have another podcast episode all about morning sunlight, circadian biology, circadian rhythms, and all the things, but just getting out in the morning has been such a great way to slow down, take some time to be in nature, and just set myself up for a good day. And that's usually when I'll set my intention for my day, like what I want my day to look like, how I want to feel, what I want to bring into this day. And it's usually my time where I get to just slow down, take some deep breaths, practice gratitude, and just take some time. And the sun is so powerful, and I am a lover of the sun always have been like the sun literally gives me energy and so spending that time with the sun as silly as that sounds is such a nice way to set yourself up for a good day and just slow down instead of rushing into whatever you have to do that day and it doesn't have to be sunny in order to get morning sunlight because it's just light essentially that you want in your eyes in the morning but especially when it's sunny it really just helps me feel really good and in tune and connected and it's grown to become one of my favorite parts of my day and I'll also do my meditation in the morning which also sets me up for a nice slow morning because I'm sitting down taking the time to meditate to be with myself to be with the universe with God and just have that time I call it my morning meeting which is honestly it's just a morning meeting I set up for myself to meet with myself and meet with my higher power and the spirit within me and to just have that time to meditate on whatever is going on and breathe and really just 
take it slow in the mornings before the hecticness of the day starts. So if you don't have a morning practice, if this all sounds crazy that there's even time for that, like I wake up really early these days so that I can get it in before the workday starts. And I don't think slow living or just taking things slow has anything to do with how busy work is for you or, you know, how many things you have scheduled in. Like, obviously, we talked about saying no to things that you don't have to do, but we all have priorities and responsibilities and obligations that we just have to do. Like, most of us have to work. Work is a part of our lives. So how can we find ways to slow down within that? Maybe it's just taking a break within your workday to just take some deep breaths or do something for yourself, like a five-minute meditation. But For me, I think starting my days really, really grounded and slow and making my mornings sacred and having rituals I do every single day that set me up for success no matter how busy the day actually gets, that has been crucial to actually feel like I have that slowness and that presence in my life, especially in the mornings. So that is something that has been really effective, but also really important for me lately. And that's why I really prioritize it and I wake up early so that even on the days that I have so much to do I get it done and in a very similar way this is my fourth tip it's to make time to eat your meals and really schedule time in your day if you can to actually sit down and eat your food and be mindful when you eat I'm not gonna lie this one's really hard for me sometimes because I'm so used to working while eating lunch for example but I think a really good representation of how stressed out and busy your life is, is whether or not you have time to sit down and eat your meals. And that might not be true for everyone, but I think that if you don't have time to just sit down and eat, even if it's just for 15 minutes, something's going on. And it's not that something's going on, but it's something that you should take a look at maybe, or maybe you're just not prioritizing it. Once again, so much of time and what we do in our days is about what we're prioritizing. One of my mentors always tells me we all have 24 hours in a day and we all do what's important to us in those 24 hours. And I think it's so true. So if nourishing your body and being healthy and living a life that's aligned with health and vitality and vibrance and all the things is important to you, then hopefully you're making time to sit down and nourish your body and eat your meals and do it in a way that's loving to your body and not stressful. And once again, it's a practice. It's not something that's going to be perfect every day. I don't think I ever have a week where I have the perfect mindful lunch every single day. But I think that being more mindful of how am I sitting and eating my meals? Am I scarfing my food down in the kitchen while doing something else? Am I prioritizing scrolling on my phone during my lunch break instead of actually sitting down to eat lunch and maybe taking it outside and getting some sunshine? Like, how am I eating? Because how we eat is just as important, if not more important, than what we're eating. And this is something that I talk about with clients all the time and something that I I'm just always preaching with intentional eating and loving wellness is this idea of it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat it. And how you eat it also includes how your nervous system is while you're eating and how calm you are while you're eating. And so slowing down in life also requires us to slow down with food. So I really wanted to mention this one. I think it's so, so important. It's one of the things that I think makes the biggest impact in our health and not just our overall sense of well-being and how we're feeling, but 
truly with our gut and our digestion and being able to break down the food that we're eating, like people experience so many less digestive symptoms when they actually are taking the time to slow down and just chew their food and eat in a way that isn't super stressful or rushed. So I think this is also just another really good practice to have for health reasons and for digestion and just to feel good overall. And last but not least, the last tip I'll share, and this is something that I want to implement more in my life, and when I do, I feel so good and love it so much, and it really helps me slow down and just take it easy, is having a day, one day a week, ideally, this doesn't happen every week for me, obviously, but having one day a week where you have absolutely nothing on the calendar, and this is usually a Saturday for me where it's just a planless day. I'm planning out a day where I don't have any plans. And those days end up being my favorite Saturdays where I just get to spend time with my loved ones, but not be stressed out about getting somewhere at a certain time or having set plans that I made a month before that I realized I don't want to go to anymore. And it's really, really nice to just be able to have freedom in the day. And this might not be true for you, but for me at least, I feel like so many of my days are scheduled to a T and I just have so much going on on weekdays and just work days where if I have a weekend that has too many plans, it stresses me out. And that is the antithesis of slow living is just having a stressed out life where you feel like you don't have control over your schedule, over your time and over your plans. And so having these planless days has been really, really huge in relieving stress over things that don't actually need to be stressful, like socializing that should be adding to your life. And I think even just the practice of looking at your life, your social life, for example, and being like, okay, is this adding to my life? Are these plans adding to my life? It's kind of like the first tip I shared, honestly, saying no to whatever is not a hell yes. In the same way, just do you have too much schedule? Do you have your weekends as full as your weekdays and no time to breathe? Because that is really going to prevent you from being able to slow down if that's one of your goals. And of course, there's always going to be things going on and there's always going to be different events and birthdays and different obligations, even socially, just like with work. And so it's not about saying no to everything and saying no to all those things and not showing up. But if you can find a day where you don't have to make any plans, try it out. Just try out not having any plans and see where the day takes you. And I think you'll find that you'll be very satisfied at the end of the day with how it went and just going with the flow and being able to do what you want to do. It's not that you're going to sit at home all day doing nothing. It's about having the flexibility to do what you want to do when you want to do it, which I find so many of us lack so much. So I hope this was helpful. That's all I'll say on that one. And Honestly, I want to keep this episode super short, and I think I did a good job for the first time at keeping an episode that I wanted to make sure short enough, so I'm going to stop talking right now and not make this any longer, but I hope this entire episode was helpful and really gave you some tangible ways to implement that more slow pace of living and actually live a slow life. So let me know what you thought of this episode and if you like these shorter episodes or if you prefer solo episodes, what solo episodes you want to hear from me next. 
Next week is going to be an amazing guest interview. I'm really excited to release that one, so stay tuned. I know you all are going to love that episode. And once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. I love you all, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.